Welcome to Two Men On, ladies and gentlemen. 110%. Kill the cards. Oh, what yeah, I remember that one. Tell where you are. I was telling you suck. You know what? I, I quit. I really quit. <laughs> the Kwame Brown of fantasy baseball. I love enough somebody to say that. Wayne Grove Party Con, right? Yeah. You're dreading this already. <laughs> Which two men are on? T-M-O, baby. That's hot. That's his roots as far as, you know, Major League Baseball is concerned. But, you know, he, he does have roots in Cincinnati with, you know, his father and, um, and all that. And it's, you know, he, he, he did play there for several years, you know, hurt for several too. But, you know, the fans really love him there. I, I, I'm, just, I'm biased because I'm speaking from the perspective <coughs> of a Cincinnati fan. But, but uh, yeah. anyway. Hey, guys. Welcome to another edition of Two Men On. We're coming at you again here with a week 10 preview. And Johnny, man, I am excited. Ask me why. Yeah, man. These two men are on. It's no other two men. <laughs> We're back, and, and like I'm getting into a nice swing now. This is what, our fourth week together? Fourth week together? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fourth, fourth <laughs> show after our uh, glorious re-debut. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're we're recording this thing on on Thursday this week. Um, it'll air one day later, be airing on tomorrow on Friday when everybody else will hear it. But yeah, man, I, I'm so pumped for tonight. Um, NBA Finals kickoff. I know we don't have a lot of pro basketball fans in the BDL, but uh, we do have a few, and um, you know th- they'll appreciate appreciate this. But uh, yeah, uh, Lakers three straight NBA Finals appearances. Um, kick it off with the hated Celtics tonight, and uh, man, I can't wait for some revenge. I think I think the Lakers win. I mean, I, I'm actually a fan of a lot of the Boston players uh, individually. Like I love KG and um, Ray Allen when he was like in his prime, even though he's still good. But um, I just think Kobe's so dominant, and uh, I think he I think he gets, you know, this year. I think he finishes with the title next year, and. Eventually passes Jordan, I think. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's on. I think he's on that track for sure. Um, uh, you know, it's 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 going to be a tough series. This is a really tough series to call, at least if you're looking at it from a, you know, an, a, an unbiased perspective. I'm not, but uh, you know, with the home court advantage, I you know, I think the Lakers have the advantage, and and um, I would say LA in in six, maybe seven. Hope it doesn't go seven. I hate game sevens, but uh, hmm. yeah. Anyway, let's uh, move on to some... Um... Dude, dude. Yeah. before we move on, I mean, you get you get your sport in there, but I my Flyers are in the finals. They won last <laughs> night with... The, Nobody cares the, about hockey. My Flyers and Don's Flyers. Don loves uh-huh. him some Flyers. and uh, The multinational night, Flyers. <clears throat> that's right. And uh, what was I going to say? They, um, they got overtime last night. You don't think that's... A little crazy. You talking game sevens? <clears throat> so, very happy last night. Big overtime win for the Flyers. I'm excited for Friday night and uh, see how they do the rest of the series. Well, congratulations but, to you and to you and Don. 
Coming up on TMO, guys, the Killer Car's unprecedented winning streak is finally derailed. Plus, where do the Aggies go from here? But first... Matchup to watch. Yes, matchup to watch. Wu said the Falcons can't win this division. Uh, this, <laughs> this, this week, uh, we're going to look at the Wu and the Falcons. Uh, they meet up in um, week 10. Uh, you know... This, these two teams are tough because you can't look at the numbers <clears throat> for these two teams and really gather much data. You gotta kind of have to look at the players. Like I, I'll look at I'll look at um, the stats, year-to-date stats before every matchup uh, preview. The only category of importance that Earn is leading the league in is doubles. So you know you see how much that means in our scoring categories. And then I have I have the woo here. Hold on. He's leading the league in uh, fewest blown saves with zero. That's right. So that's special. I think, I think when we look at these teams, we're gonna look less at the stats, and I'm sure Ern loves that because he knows it's it's not about stats. It's about uh, matchups and, and rotating your starters, and uh, and he's doing a great job. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's the annual story with with Ern and the Falcons now, I and mean, it's. It's hardly even worth talking about. You know, I don't. I don't know how many times we're going to end up rehashing this same this same storyline here on TMO. Uh, it's been it's been every year. It's you know uh, the Falcons are done. Um, they're going to underperform this year. This is finally the year that they're going to take a fall. But you know here we are, uh, practically half a uh, half the season 2010 already over with. And look who's atop the South Division. Surprise, surprise. It's the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, you, all all you listeners out there, all both of you, are gonna uh, get 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 a preview to our, uh, I guess, um, I guess we'll do a show for uh, you know the playoffs. I, I, right now, I'm picking I'm picking the Falcons to win it all. To win it all? How can you pick against them? <laughs> you cannot pick against them. They've won two out of the last four, and really? uh, have. Uh, have this funny uh, consecutive playoff streaks, um, uh, four four playoff streak, four playoff appearances in a row. Yeah, you know there it's it's he just does an incredible job with that franchise, and you just you just never can you never can put your thumb on exactly how he gets it done. But you know they're there every year, every year. And like I said, you know it, it's a tired storyline. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of you, Aaron. I'm tired. <laughs> But, let me let me let, uh, go ahead. But yeah, I mean, it's just you know, it is it is what it is at this point. You know, the, the Falcons are 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 the are, are are you know BDL success personified. That they are the most. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna say the most consistently, you know, uh, successful team we have. There are several teams that that could you know really lay claim to that title. But you know, they're they're right there. You know, every year they're right there. It's just no surprise anymore. Yeah, well, I'm going to give you, um, real quick, I'll give you their records. And if you want to give me your thoughts on that, you can. But then we'll dig deeper and look at the players. I think the Falcons, uh, 47, 31, and 2, a 600 winning percentage through, I guess, eight weeks. Uh, right now we're in week nine. Um, first in the South Division, fourth overall, fourth in breakdown. Very impressive. While the Wu, 22, 52, and 6 for a 312 winning percentage. They're 26 games back of the damage, which... 
we'll see what you have to say about that. I, not much you can say. The third, uh, not third in the East, the fourth in the West, 16th overall, 16th in breakdown. Yeah, I mean, you know, Wrigleyville not not having a um, not having a season to remember that that's you know for sure. Um, uh, you know, when when you play in the West Division, it, it's almost inexcusable right now. And I, I I mean, no offense whatsoever to you guys, but you know, uh, you should be able to to pull a few more wins. I, I believe that than uh, than he has at this point, just twenty two. Um, you know, with I don't think anyone would argue that the West is the weakest division in the league at this point in time. And but uh, just a really I think disappointing season for John right now. I know he's, you know, I know he he's got to have his sights set on some sort of rebuilding effort at this point. I, I shouldn't say rebuilding. Um, I, he's kind of been continually rebuilding here for for a couple seasons. But um, uh, you know, just a way to kickstart things down there for the Woo and. And uh, you know it, it's unfortunate because you know John's a good guy. I, I think uh, it'd be it would be a, a nice to see him uh, you know climb up the ranks a little bit. But uh, there, there's got to be some changes with that squad before we see any real improvement. I think we can um, we can give him a, a break. I mean he's getting married, right? Isn't that yeah. this week? Yeah. Yeah. In so, fact, I mean, in fact, by the time uh, by the time most of you guys listen to this, uh, he's he's um, going to be hitched. If I have my dates right, forgive me if I don't, but. Uh, I believe it's this weekend, and um, uh, you know I, I'm sure most of our BDLers are going to end up listening to uh, Two Men On at some point before uh, the start of next week. So uh, he he should be good and hitched by then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean both of them. He and his girl. Uh, good time down uh, BDL weekend. I'm not sure if they're both going to make it this year or not. But uh, anyone who hasn't been to a BDL weekend should uh, should get there. <clears throat> John's one of the funniest dudes out there, and um, absolutely. Uh, let's let's dig a little deeper now into into the Woo's roster. Um, you've got guys like David Freeze, uh, Starlin Castro, who's, I think was a nice pickup from Craig there. Uh, Drew Stubbs, Austin Jackson, uh, Bonderman, Gio Gonzalez. These guys are all performing well this early in the season. Um, I'm I'm surprised by all of them. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I think it's it's more fair to classify, you know, that group of guys for the Woo as surprises as opposed to flukes, uh, for sure. You know, I, I think um, you know that that's that's a um, uh, a fairly you know a stable little group that John has that that uh, you know may well uh, you know help him attain the um, the standard set by Mister. Michael Polidoro in his uh, Vegas odds, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. We'll look at the odds a little later, uh, for sure, because I know that's a big deal with Earn. Um, I think I think they're all nice surprises. Um, Castro is, is a bit young, um, so you may not know with the youth. Uh, it could, could be fluky, but uh, I know Cubs fans of the BDL are big believers. Um, let me ask you about the Falcons. Um, because they've got a couple guys, uh, Alex Rios and Mike Pelfrey, who who have just become absolute studs this year. Like, y- you weren't sure which way they were going to go. They had this kind of upside, but uh, yeah, you know that that's a tougher call. I think, um, um, you know, I, I would probably label Rios, you know, and the you know, at least Rios probably as a surprise. Pelfrey. Um, 
as a previous owner of Pelfrey, I, I don't know. You know. I have a hard time buying into um, buying into what he's done so far. You know, I, I might lean a little more toward the, the fluky side for, for Pelfrey, but you know, if he puts it all together this year finally, or if he or if he sustains what he's doing, great. Yeah, I always saw Pelfrey as a guy. I mean, I I think I sent him to you. Uh, you did, in fact. Big yeah. fastball, but it was it was kind of straight, is what I was hearing, what I read, you know, about him. Um, I I think maybe I'm not sure of his splits exactly, but I know the Mets at home have been nuts this year, and on the road they've been terrible. I think maybe, perhaps that home ballpark helps him out a little. But I mean, yeah. By no means is he having a terrible year. I mean, it's having a great year. Yeah, I mean that, you know that that ballpark, um, you know the new city field there in, in New York, that's that's a great pitcher's park now, and um, I, I'm I would be willing to bet that that has a lot to do with with Pelfrey, Pelfrey's success this year. Let's uh, let's move on quickly. I, I just want to mention this real quick, Scotty. This this is I look at this every week, or we look at this and. Um, the number of starts for the team if we're going to analyze the matchup and uh, both the Falcons and the Wu have 12 starts I still lean towards the Falcons even though you know for some reason I think they just know how to work their pitchers yeah that, that, that's kind of been Ern's forte a little bit you know when, when he came into the league I, you know, I hope I'm not uh, uh, being too bold here by, by um, speculating this I, I think he learned a lot from, from Mark and the Rebels in that sense um, you know the the importance of and the strength of, of a pitching rotation here in this league, and and he always places such great emphasis on that. And and though they do have you know an identical number of starts right now, you know unless something changes due to an injury or a rainout or or, or what have you, uh, I would definitely lean toward the Falcons in, in that facet of the matchup. Yes. Yeah, and then they've got a few injuries. I don't think anything that would that would. Uh you know, matter in this matchup with Mike Gonzalez, Homer Bailey out for the Falcons, and then Jay Happen, uh, Montero out for the Wu. Um, I think they're kind of a wash, and they probably wouldn't have too much impact on this matchup this week. Uh, let's move on. What you had mentioned earlier was, uh, I guess, the Vegas odds and Earn's constant battle with them. Um, we'll, we'll start with the Falcons because. Their over/under for the year, according to Vegas, was 79 and a half wins, and I know that's that's really stuck in his crawl. Um, <laughs> is that a is that a southern thing, Scotty? Did I say that right? Yeah, you're, you're you're pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good job. You're you're learning well. <clears throat> I'm I'm yeah, going so, to learn you some more later. Nice. I, I might could be up for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll pull we'll pull Mark in and, and we'll uh, really give you a uh, a good southern information. Yeah, yeehaw. So, um, moving on, we, we got, uh, of this 79 and a half, he's only got 32 and a half to go with 13 weeks left. Uh, so that's a paltry 2.5 wins per week. Uh, you think he gets there? <laughs> Is that a joke? I mean, <laughs> you know, Mike, um, you know, God love his heart. He, he obviously was way off on this Vegas prediction here. And, um, you know, it just goes back to what we were discussing earlier. You know, the, the same old storyline with the Falcons—they are discounted every year, and it's just not worth it anymore. You can't, you cannot make that kind of prediction about the Falcons with a straight face. You just can't. You know, they are blowing away the Vegas odds for 2010. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a joke. 
you know, two and a half wins per week for the rest of the year just to meet the Vegas odds? Are you kidding? I mean, he's going to shatter that. I mean, everybody knows that. So, you know, here he is, same old story. Earn is just, uh, you know, absorbing the blows uh, to his gut from uh, from all the uh, talking heads out there and, and uh, letting them have it, you know. He, he he lets his uh, he lets his walk do the talking, and um, no you have to respect that. Well, here's something that's not on my little cheat sheet. Uh, I, he's got 47 wins right now. Do you think he gets to 100, or well over 100? To 100, um, I, I think 100 wins are very much attainable for the Falcons. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. It's probably you know, what he's on on pace for, close to tr- it. Tradition, traditionally in this league, division winners have over a hundred wins, mm-hmm. and every single year the South Division comes down to the last week of play, or sometimes the last day of play, sometimes the last at bat of the regular season, uh, or of our regular season. And you know he he's on no worse pace now that than he has been in, in in you know previous years, you know comparatively. So, yeah, I mean I think it's 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 perfectly you know uh, plausible that he would uh, eclipse 100 wins this year. Absolutely. Yeah, and to uh, I agree. And to further the point, they they had this rivalry uh, rivalry uh, odds number. So it was the Falcons plus 23 and a half games. Like versus the Rebels, so with with a game and a half up on Richmond, the Rebels would need to make up twenty five games in in thirteen <laughs> weeks over the Falcons. Well, I mean that that's obviously not going to happen. I, I'm not, you know, don't 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 misunderstand me. I'm not going out on a, on a ledge here and predicting that the Falcons are going to win the South. They may well win the South, but the Rebels are a very strong team in their own right, and you know that's going to be as it always is. A close race down to the wire, and I think both guys there, Ern and Mark, understand that and are are bracing for that. Um, yeah. No. Oh, go ahead. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that, that's my general thought on, on on that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know who wins the South. It's always too close to call. But I know Ern's making the playoffs, and I'm gonna say he's gonna win the title. <laughs> um, let's let's look uh, to the contrary position with the Woo. Uh, Michael set, or I'm sorry, Vegas set the over/under <laughs> at 60 and a half wins. Uh, they still have about 38 and a half to go, um, which in our time remaining, they close to three wins per week they'll need to hit that mark. Do do they get to that mark? Um, that that one is a little less certain. Um, you know the the, the Falcons' odds are are obviously way off the mark. Um. Wrigleyville's is going to be a lot closer, though, you know, three wins averaged per week over the next 13 weeks. That's, you know, he, he could go easily on on a run of averaging four a week for, you know, the next, you know, several weeks and then only have to snag two for the last several weeks of the season or, you know, something of that nature. And um, I, I think it's easily attainable. I do. I, I think the Woo can can fairly easily reach that, that 60 and a half game mark. Um, do I think they will? I think it's a coin toss uh, because that team is prone to uh, disappearing um, fairly often. I mean, uh, my own generals blanked them this year, 10-0, and uh, you know, it wouldn't, 
you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all to, to see them have uh, another couple shutouts this year. So it, it, that that one's going to be a lot closer. But I, I if I if you put a gun in my head right right now and 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 uh, force me to make a choice, I would say that they're going to reach sixty and a half games. Yeah, I mean, I think I think yeah, I think they're right on target for about that, and it'll probably go back to what we were saying before about the surprises versus flukes. You know, if if their guys, their young guys, keep keep hitting and pitching the way they are now, they'll probably get there, maybe even exceed it. If they don't turn out to be, you know, youthful and um, play down to that, they may not. Um, but I think actually this uh, their their rivalry odds matchup is a little more interesting than than the Falcons. They, they Vegas has them rivaled against the elevation um, with the Woo plus eleven and a half. Now, Kill Devil was already seven and a half up. I I'm not even going to ask you if they if if they win this one. Do you think? <laughs> I'm gonna put the number at like 25. Do you think the Wu have a shot at 25 games within Kill Devil? Kill uh, Devil kills. Yeah, I think they have a shot. You know, I, I, the Elevation have you know, obviously been an extremely disappointing team this year. Um, but I don't see that squad playing the way it has in the first half throughout all the second half, so they're going to pull away from the Woo some, yeah. You know, it's it's a reasonable number of 25 games there, but um, um, Kill Devil Hills will pull away uh, much more than, than the numbers already suggest. Yeah, they're not even playing their potential right now. And, and you know, uh, Orts, you know, searching for these guys at 2, 3 a.m., uh, put him over the top any way he can. I got one last thing for you, Scotty, uh, I guess before our pick. Better mascot, Falcon, or Ronnie Woo Woo? Ah, <laughs> uh, come on, it's the Falcon. I mean, it's you know. Hey, I was, I was wondering where you were going with that because I, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, you know, I the, think the the, the, the Woo that that you know, it, very very interesting, um, uh, or, or or unique, I should say, um, you know. Uh, a mascot there, but you know the Falcons. It's just badass, you know. Two-time BDL champions. You just you got to go Falcons. Yeah, I think I pass Ronnie Woo Woo every day on my way to work here in the city. He's <laughs> in the in the streets. I I just envision this Falcon coming down and like taking out his eyeball or something. <laughs> uh, who you got this week? Uh you know, I'm gonna go nine-one Falcons. Yeah. I think it's going to be a blowout. 9-1. I'll go 8-2. I'll go 8-2. That's, <laughs> that's generous, Johnny. I I like the woo. He's getting married this week, dude. I'm it, Congratulations, John. Very very much so. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you and Kate, you know, make a great couple. We've, you know, had the pleasure of meeting you a couple times now uh, together there in, in uh, BDO weekends in Baltimore and last year in um, uh, Washington when, when Kate was with you and uh, just uh, – uh, you guys seem really happy together, and we're just, you know, we're really happy to to, uh, to see you guys uh, tie the knot. Here's my one piece of advice. Do not turn on roaming on your phone and surf uh, MLB trade rumors on your honeymoon. Bad idea. <laughs> Bad you know idea. that from experience? Yeah. Hmm. Experience. No, we had a fantastic honeymoon. It was Kristen's <laughs> idea to go down to the DR, Dominican Republic. 
Yeah. We saw some winter league baseball. We uh, lounged on the beach, swam in a pool. Oh, it's great. Sweet. And now for a word from our sponsor. The day was Friday, May the 21st. The place, Rogers Center. A line ball gets hit into the first row of the stands and a good looking guy makes a sweet barehanded catch. He then turns and sees a little girl sitting three seats over, glove in hand. She's disappointed that she didn't catch the ball that she dreamed about catching. She so wanted the ball to bring her ball to show her little brother. Sadly, today was not her day. But then the good-looking man tosses the ball to her and says, Here you go, kid. A tear runs down her cheek. She's so happy that the man with the big heart caught that ball now. If there was ever a moment that screamed Ripken, this would be it. We don't need to tell you who that man was, do we? Paid for by friends of Polidoro for Ripken. Remember, you too can get your ad on TMO uh, anytime you like. Just uh, send us a little little email. Uh, we know the friends of <laughs> Polidoro for Ripken are uh, all about it. Okay, Johnny, moving on to our next segment. We're going to call this one The Streak Ends. And this one's very familiar to you, my friend, and the Killer Car Company. And let me let me preface this this particular segment by saying we um, uh, we here at TMO, we, we generally um, don't like to to conduct analysis on our own teams, the, the generals and the killer cars. Um, you know, we just find it to be a little bit a little bit lame to offer biased, um, you know, analysis and commentary on on how we are doing our, ourselves and, and that sort of thing. But in this particular case, we're going to make an exception because um, our good friend Johnny here, who's been in the league for a number of years, has broken what I what I feel to be or, or set, not really broken. He broke it a long time ago. Um, what I feel is is one of absolutely the most impressive records that we have here in the Black Diamond League. And I, I think it's it's very appropriate to take just a few minutes here on TMO today to uh, kind of just congratulate him for it and, and, and give him a little pat on the back because it, it, it was a really impressive accomplishment. And, of course, what I'm referring to is the Killer Car Company's now 23-week regular season victory streak. Just absolutely impressive. I mean, there there are there are no other words for it. You know, when you when you look, we have 21 weeks in, in a regular season here in the BDL. It's technically 22 weeks long, but one of those weeks um, is set aside for the All Star uh, week, which we don't uh, we don't play matchups during. So he bested that team bested an entire regular season's worth of matchups by two weeks, 23 total weeks, without not even a tie, without a loss. And, uh, Johnny, you know, I, I think that's just a, an incredible feat. You must be very proud. <laughs> uh, I'm incredibly proud. I mean, I I put a lot into this, so um, it, it was nice to get something out of it. Uh, I've gotten a lot of friendships out of this, so uh, that's first and foremost. But to be honest... I never really th thought it would go on that long. Uh, I was kind of waiting to see when the first loss would come this year, but um, <laughs> well, just uh, to get, just to give a little perspective, and I, I, we're going to get into a few questions here, Johnny. But 
I just want to point out that your your last regular season loss before last week came in week five of 2009 against the the Richmond Rebels, and of mm. course you uh, the, the the Killer Cars finally lost a matchup last week against my own Gotham City Generals. Um, that was a 5-3-2 victory for the Generals. I, I think it's it's interesting to kind of note there that. Uh, that your streak was bookended by the uh, the Wampler crew, I might add. <laughs> but uh, just to uh, just to get into uh, just a, a few questions here, um, Johnny, you you're a two-time North Division champion, of course, and a two-time BDLCS participant. You're also the holder of multiple league records now. Among the accomplishments in your five-year stint here in the BDL, where does this one rank? Oh boy, uh, probably second to uh, probably second to the title games. I mean, I, you can't win it if you don't get there, and and we got there twice. Um, one of these years, I plan on win- winning it. <laughs> but uh, that aside, um, this, this is kind of where uh, my my slogan for 2010 was born. You know, we win all these weeks, but not that final week, and not when it counts most and so we come up with this slogan better than you you know almost every week and um, <laughs> to be honest that slogan has has saved me a lot of heartache because like I realized I uh, I win most weeks yeah. so uh, and I gotta thank my, Kristen my uh, my assistant GM sure at, at what point last year did you kind of stop and say hey whoa we, we've we've got something special going on here uh, it's probably it's probably a couple weeks. Uh, it, it was the the month surrounding uh, your your streak record. Um, it was like a couple weeks before, a couple weeks after. I'm like, where's this going? You know, like, uh, can we get there? And can we keep it going? And and uh, I was I started looking back, and I was like, damn it, you know, the South Division, the Falcons and the Rebels. You know, taking those two weeks, I could have had, you know. So many more. They always get me, and um, those are the matchups actually that I was most looking forward to this year. Um, cool. Extending the streak and beating those two teams. As as the weeks ticked away, as you kept breaking your own record every single week there for several weeks in a row lately, did the streak ever become a, a burden to you at all? Like like there was always pressure to keep your foot on the gas. Uh, it it felt cumbersome. Like I wouldn't have accomplished anything had I not reached the the twenty one weeks. Like you know, oh well, it's regular season. Uh, you know, it's um, he he didn't do it for a full season. It's not like so. The twenty one weeks were a big deal. Actually, it's kind of ironic that it went twenty three because I guess two weeks after a full season would get you to the finals and then. <laughs> I lost again, so <laughs> who knows? Maybe I'm only good 23 weeks. <laughs> do you think the killer cars can pick it up from here and, and, and rattle off another streak? Do they do they have that in them? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm less enthused about this team than I was about last year's team. Particularly why? Why? That, well, like, uh, like the full count was talking about... Um, Pujols, uh, A-Rod, these guys just haven't been consistent yet, and I, I need them to come around. I I was really counting on my hitting to 
and I, and I shouldn't have done this to be quite honest, but uh, to at least be um, consistent weekly. And uh, I've been getting contributions from all over. I think we have a very deep team, but uh, it's just not like it was <laughs> last year. I, I was I was setting records. I was uh, you know putting up all kinds of stats and. And I'm just looking to find that balance again this year. We, we'll see. We're not done by any stretch of the imagination. As Bill would say, it's it's not quite the glory days. It's not quite the glory days. I'm glad the streak lasted as long as it did. It may actually turn out to be a little ironic in that the last time we lost was the last time we had multiple losses in a row. And I think right now we're down to the epidemic and um, we may end up with multiple losses again here. So. Okay, Johnny, but before we end this segment, I, I think we need to point out that you were a, actually a loser in more ways than one last week, my friend. <laughs> Uh-oh. We, we have an unaired TMO clip from last week, Johnny, that I think the world needs to hear. Let's roll tape on that. I had thoughts of making up, <clears throat> making the nail-biter you over me next week to break the streak. But that's not going to happen. So. so there you have it. You knew, man. You knew your time was up when you faced the Generals. Well, look, I mean, you've got a good team, and you've had some tough luck for a couple years now. And I'm not going to say that you had a better team back when Craig won the title because his team was obviously the best. But um, since then, you've put together quite the squad, and I've been waiting for a day like this. Uh, so I, I knew it was coming. I did. I'm glad it did no offense to Big Al. None whatsoever. But I'm glad it didn't come against the bumps. <laughs> I'm glad it came against you. And uh like a you know, a rival look a, a co host kind of thing. Well I'm I'm sure the entire league is giving you a collective round of applause uh for, for that accomplishment. I I think it really is something special, Johnny, and it's 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 absolutely something to be proud of. Yeah, I think I'm fortunate enough to uh in a be be in a league like this. Um where I talk to you guys every day, you know, and uh, uh, that's just one of those things that, you know, I can hang on my wall and appreciate it, and uh, I appreciate everyone else. So, sounds good. Okay, Johnny, moving on to our next segment, um, I think it's important that we take just a few minutes here to, um, to talk about the departure we had um, this week from the BDO, of course. Um, Jeff, Jeff Agronoff, the um, now former owner and GM of the New York Aggies is no longer with us. Uh, he was uh, let go this week and um, you know the, the the Aggies franchise has really had a, a tough go of things for, for several years, well since its inception really and um, I, I should say you know first and foremost you know we we definitely wish Jeff the best uh, you know I, I think uh, you know deep down he was a good guy uh, just didn't uh, didn't seem to mesh well in the end with us here though but um, we, we do wish him the best but you know I I just want to kind of just from my own um, my own perspective want to take a minute to talk about uh, the Jesters slash Aggies franchise for those of you who weren't around uh, in the BDL several several years ago or may who may have just forgotten um, the Aggies were formerly known as the Jolly Jesters um, and in fact they that franchise is one of five original BDL franchises, so it kind of holds a special, um, you know, almost a special place for me, really, 
as uh, you know as commissioner of the league because I've kind of seen that team with you know lots of <laughs> I was going to say lots of ups and downs but a lot of downs and not too many ups and and um, I tell you just from my perspective um, I'm really hopeful that we can get somebody in that GM chair Johnny that can kind of be a savior for that franchise because uh, it, up until or I should say after after the epidemic won the East Division last year um, this franchise this Jester's slash Aggies franchise became the only remaining original BDL team to never have made the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. See, I knew I knew uh I knew you had cut the cord uh when you did because immediately all the activity on the forum stopped because Jeff was a, a crazy poster. He was always <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I took a I took a, a shot at a guy that uh has left the league. I, I guess I did want to do that, but um, in all seriousness, I think that's the whole idea behind the league. Um, it's kind of the problem we had with the original Jester's owner, who was a fantastic dude. I mean, we met him at BDL Weekend One. Yeah. Oh uh, six. Exactly. That was and Jason Donovan. I've talked to Jeff many, many times. I thought he was an awesome dude too. But if you're not going to be here and be part of the league, you know, why be here? <laughs> so uh, yeah. I think uh, it is important. Uh, that franchise does need to get righted. I don't think they're in a bad situation. Um, no, I mean, that, that's kind of the thing with that franchise. They've always had, you know, they, they've always had a lot of talent. You know, they, they've had over the years, you know, the Manny Ramirez's and, and Alex Rodriguez's and, uh, you know, now David Wrights and, and Jose Reyes and, you know, all these, you know, Dice K and, and uh, they've had some premier, premier talent on that team. Uh, the, the two owners have over the course of that franchise's history. And, and, you know, it, it could have really gone places, but it um, just never got off the ground. And, uh, you know, it, here's hoping, uh, you know, from, from, from my commissioner's chair that um, that changes with the next guy. Yeah, we can only hope. I mean, I think I think we've done a good good job so far. This league has grown and gotten pretty close uh, with all all the managers here, and um, I think that's a uh, something to be said for you and for Brent and and everybody who's been here for a while that that we kind of keep it like this. First base ball play. It's over. It's ninth inning rally time. Let's kick it off with a flashback. All right, this week in BDL history in 2007, super prospect Alex Gordon made his much ballyhooed, ballyhooed, all right, made his much ballyhooed debut for the Black Diamond <laughs> League's NorCal Damage. Gordon was called up to the Damage main roster after first baseman Mark Deshare was sidelined with a quad injury. Gordon, once hailed by Baseball America as the possible as a possible Pujols clone, imagine that, later proved to be too good for the minor leagues but not good enough for the majors. Wah, wah. Three years after debuting for the damage, he's currently slugging for AAA Omaha, awaiting playing time for the BDL's Crawford Cramps. Hmm. Poor Alex. Time for the TMO quote of the week. Coming at you all the way from April 11th, 2007. Quote, The answer to the question in your SIG, Woo, is that I am your daddy. Ryan Kasky. 
Johnny, give me your Week 10 nail-biter. I'm going to go... Uh, week 10 has some interesting matchups. Um, very tough to pick one to choose from for us uh, to analyze. I I'm going to go to some a couple of the most polarizing managers of the league, uh, the Rebels and the ele Elevation. Um, I'm going to pick the Rebels slightly over the Elevation because they've been doing it longer. Recognize, son. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Johnny, after the epidemic finish you off this week, I'm going to pick your third straight loss next week as the uh, Bulldogs take you out, son. Third straight loss from the East Division? God. You know it. My, my division's picking me up, though. We're, 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 uh, we're handling you guys so far this week, I think. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, Johnny, it's been fun, man. It's time to get out of here, guys. Um, uh, close the show, but uh, we'll be at you... Be back at you again next week uh, for a week 11 preview. And uh, see you then, man. All right, brother. You've been listening to Two Men On. And we're out. TMO. These men always know where their balls are.